Okay. Extreme close up. And here we go. What we are dealing with here is a perfect engine. An eating machine. It's really a miracle of evolution. Are you telling me you built a time machine? What's so funny? I'll, I'll tell you in a minute. First, let's drink. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy! Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Extreme Close-Up, where we have to record the intro every time because I fake the emergency alert system, and I could go to jail for that. I'm Dennis. I, I'm I'm I just I'm just here today. You're just here. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm drinking a Coke Zero. Okay, uh, not sponsored, but mm. that'd be cool if we were sponsored by Coca Cola, though. As many Coca Cola Zeros as I drink, um, I I I think that they should sponsor us. They should have a jacket for you. You should get like a, a <clears> leather <throat> jacket. They should. They should, but I've got to say, when we watched Hunt for the Wilder People and um, your favorite director uh, made the comment and he threw Coke Zero in there yeah, in the yeah. funeral scene. I forgot about Coke Zero. That was, uh, I, I felt like he was personally um, calling my name, and, and so I, I got to just, thank you, thank you. I, I knew there was a, uh, I, I knew you were going to like that movie, I just didn't know it would be for that reason, so... Um, yeah, that was the only reason. It wasn't the performance of Sam Neill. Um, it was not the the excellent story writing. It was not the fact that some of the scenery shot, some of the, you know, just the open scenes and landscapes. It, it wasn't any of that. It was just strictly the Coke Zero reference. Yeah, yeah. Hey, whatever, whatever floats your boat, man. And Coke Zero floats my boat, so there you go. Yeah. Man, can you believe it? It's like two weeks in a row. We we are well, on to no, something. This is this is four weeks in a row, man. Four weeks, in, yeah. man. Twenty twenty one, like it's yeah. it's just the year of dreams and miracles. We I, started you know. off right, you know. We, COVID's gone, and is uh, it? Yeah, you can go out and and do whatever you want to do. Uh, there seems to be and, people at the stores that think that, but and, uh, uh, <laughs> I digress. I already already burned my mask. Did um, you? How many mask burnings do you think there's mm. going to be? Like, how many people like are gonna like? Once they, uh, I don't know, get their vaccine or whatever. Mm. Um, how many do you think are going to like burn all their cloth masks? Do, they... do people, you know, I, where I live, I don't even know if people still have masks, which is very scary to me. You know, so real quick, and, and I haven't said much about the mask, but I've got to say this before we get started. The other day, in fact, I think you were with me when we walked into the store and there was a person who was like, walking into the store kind of looking at us because they knew that they did not have their mask on and they should have been wearing their mask. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah. I, I, it was I interesting. I mean, that was the first time I seen And of course, I'm not going to say anything. But, you know, my personal belief system says that you should wear your mask and take care of your neighbor. But anyway, that's not what the podcast is about. Oh, but uh, uh, Well, this we're, we're actually looking into... Uh, Changing it over to a uh, health and safety podcast. And, um, well, if we were going to do that, here's you know here's a moment of seriousness. I mean, please, please wear your mask. Practice safety. I mean, 
everybody has not had the vaccine yet. Have they, Dennis? I mean, no. or, or was there like a miracle Christmas dosage, dosage that was just passed out? I mean, Santa, come on. Santa put it in all the presents. <clears throat> but seriously, I mean, people, continue to wear your mask. This is not over. Just because we had four back-to-back extreme episodes um, does not mean that, that this is over. So please, continue to wear your mask. So let's get back to the movies. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I got to say it. Like, do wear your mask. I was a little worried that if we started releasing episodes back-to-back again that people would think that COVID is over. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's not over. So, um, yeah. I, I know, like, some of your hopes and dreams are hinged on this podcast. And uh, you take life advice. So um, I, I hope no one's taken life advice from this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This 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 podcast, just to be clear, is a satire, um, fun. Yeah. Just, uh, the relaxed. movie reviews are real. Yeah, the movie reviews are real, but pretty much everything else we say yeah. is just just. Yeah. It, Any, it, anything that goes on in the intro cannot be taken as uh, uh, pure comedic value alone yeah. to yeah. us. I, nobody else yeah, may find yeah. it funny. It might, yeah, it might not um, be funny at all. No, I think the, you know, one of the episodes going back to that, uh, you know, year in review or whatever you want to call it. Uh, when we said that we were live from the bunker with Jim Baker. Now I did think that was funny. Yeah. I thought that was funny too. I, um, but you know, some people may not have thought that was funny and that's okay. Should we start putting a disclaimer in, in the front of our intros? Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think, think people understand that we are, are not being serious, right? Yeah, I think I think everything we say is like so fantastical and, and like fantastically wrong that mm. like people could infer that it's satire. You know, uh, as we're sitting here just thinking about things that are funny, though, before we get to um, the meat and potatoes, so to speak, of this podcast... Um, for our intellectual listeners out there, um, I'm looking at this can of air that you use to, com- you know, clean your computers and stuff with, and it actually yeah. says "Do not shake!" exclamation point. Do not shake! exclamation point. Like back to back. And I have to say, every time I've used this, I've shaken it. Really? I've never shake. I, I always, I actually be careful not to move it around too too fast that it would shake. I, I mean, the fact that they actually had to write that on here. Um, Wow, right? Yeah, yeah. And clearly, evidently, I did not read that. So... Yeah. Have you ever accidentally, like, inhaled the air that comes from the, the, the can? No. I, it, it tastes terrible, and they did that because people were inhaling it. Really? Yeah, yeah. The, there's, like, a chemical in there that... Um, I've not heard about that, but I, I yeah. do know that you do have to be 18 to buy that. Yeah, yeah, because well, there is a chemical in there that has... Um, it says it can be fatal. Well, it can be fatal, but in low doses it can, uh, and I, I don't know this from experience. I've watched a video on it. Apparently it can get you high, and that's why, they, you know, people were taking, buying the cans, especially underage kids that didn't have access to, like, more legal This is a terrible stuff. opening. We, we need to re-record No, this. I don't think we need to. No, this <laughs> is terrible. This is the health and safety podcast. This, this do is not, kids. Close up. Do no, not no, I'm do. saying absolutely oh do not God. do this. No. We, but that's we the are reason. anti-drugs. Yeah, I yeah. have to say that. that. That's, that's the reason uh, why they made that taste bad. The really? same reason. The same reason why they made uh, like Nintendo Switch cartridges taste bad. Because no, hold so on, small. I don't know about this. What yeah, N- Nintendo cartridges? They put a chemical coating on it that makes them taste disgusting because they're so small that kids could swallow them. No way. Yeah, no. If I, I think after this podcast, you should go up and take one of your son's no switch I, cartridges I, no, and taste it. I, I don't want to do that, but that's interesting. Yeah, I mean the, the fact that they actually thought of that is what I mean. That's really interesting. Yeah, and they they thought of it from the like from the opening gate. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't mm-hmm. like. 
that's have smart a kid because they would have had. Yeah, think about the lawsuits. I mean, straight up, that. Uh, yeah. Wow. Hundred percent. Well, I, you know, I got to hand it to Nintendo. I mean, they are a. I mean, it. They are known for being more of the um, gaming system for the. Yeah, I would say what? What do you think? Fifteen and under, maybe. Well, they're uh, yeah, and and they've recently become like, uh, with the exception of the Switch, I think they they try to they're trying to build themselves more as like a gaming system for the masses to where like you don't have to have years of experience playing first person shooter games to mm-hmm. like play. Speaking of which, I, I do not like first person shooter games. I, I really don't. No. No, I my you know, I'm just my kids don't don't do that. You know, I I mean. We do like the SpongeBob SquarePants race race car games and stuff, which you know the graphics actually on that did look pretty nice on the Xbox. I, I played that over the holiday. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't really play like. Uh, I mean, and to I be, don't play to a lot on, of video games. To be honest, like, I mean, I've I've been a Nintendo kid my whole life. Like, I still, I have some other consoles, but they're older. Like, I have like an Xbox 360 that someone gave me, but for the most part. I'm I'm true blue Nintendo. I've been that way. So I think the only other system I ever had, like legitimately bought new, uh, my parents bought us a PlayStation, like the original PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And um, so, fun facts, you just reminded me. So when the PlayStation Two came out, so your dad and I worked together for many years. Uh, oh wow, showing my age here. But um, <laughs> so I remember when the first play, uh, the or the PlayStation Two came out, um, they were very hard to find. And your dad and I, uh, we would we would go to different game shops trying to find the PlayStation Two, like on our lunch break. Oh wow! Yeah, and I I don't remember because they weren't called Game Stops back then. They had like different video game stores. There was, uh, um, there was like Game Crazy. Maybe maybe that's what uh, it was. Yeah. Those were the two big ones: GameStop and Game Crazy. And and uh, we would go in. We finally found one that actually had one on display that you could play with, and and. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't even know why we did that. That was one of the things that we would do on lunch breaks, and uh, I, I don't know. Th- those were fun years. I, I, those were some of the best years outside of working for Blockbuster Video. I, I think I cherished those those work years the most. Uh, All right, memories. <laughs> I'm pulling out some. Uh, uh, what is it? The way you were. Can we? Yeah, we need no. to review that movie. Have you seen that? I haven't, but Man. but I was gonna say I, I think if you sing that song, we might get in more trouble than the uh, the my fake uh, emergency alert system. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get back to doing what we do best, and that is talk about the movies. That that's a great yeah. segue. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're we're like FX. We have the movies, so. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's ten minutes you'll never get back, audience. Yeah, I, I like I like that the uh, uh, the first ten minutes of a podcast makes you want to be like, "Where's the actual podcast?" <laughs> that's my favorite kind of podcast. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, and so now we're going to talk about stock options. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Bitcoin guys, Bitcoin. It's over thirty grand. Man, I don't want to even get started on Bitcoin. Yeah, if uh, you would have invested in Bitcoin uh, last no. week, mm-hmm. you would have been a millionaire. No, okay, uh, you could have doubled your money at least. <sighs> but, uh, makes me sad. Makes mm-hmm. me sad because like I knew about Bitcoin for so long and never did it. Yeah, makes me sad they didn't have Coke Zero when I was a little kid. Man, yeah. I drank way too much regular Coke. Man, I can't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they had Diet Coke though. They did have Diet Coke, but my, my parents weren't. Uh, they didn't really buy a lot of Diet Coke. They bought uh, Diet Dr. Pepper's. What? Well, they bought Diet. They bought Dr. Pepper. My dad drank Dr. Pepper like it was going out of style, 
And then he switched to diet Dr. Pepper when the doctor was like, hey, sir, you would lose like 30 pounds if you would just stop drinking Dr. Pepper all the time. And so that was the only thing we had in our house. But those were dads. And, yeah. and, and you better, you better have a very good reason if you, if you decided to, to, to pop open dad's last diet, Dr. Pepper in the middle of the <laughs> night or something, because if he woke up in the morning and he did not have that, it wasn't like coffee in our house. It was diet, Dr. Pepper. Then it was going to be a bad day. Well, and, and I'll promise you, I, I promise you that we will get to the movies, but, um, I um I I was more like when it came to diet drinks I was more of a before Coke Zero Coke Zero I think is like what they wanted to do with Diet Coke, but just couldn't do it because Coke Zero legitimately tastes pretty close to Coca Cola. Diet yeah, Diet so. Coke doesn't taste good, and uh, hey, people it, drink it just for the taste of it. Okay, well it's that's weird. Like I saw a commercial where it was talking about the morning Diet Coke or whatever. Like drink it in the morning. I was like. If I drink Diet Coke in the morning, it's it's going to be a bad day. <laughs> but but um but Diet Coke has this weird property to where like I used to drink Diet Coke, but it was I hated the first cup no matter what. No matter like if I was drinking it like 10 days in a row, I would always hate the first cup of Diet Coke. But then the second one was really good. Mm. Like I don't know what it was. It's kind of like bourbon, it just kind of grows on you. Like, hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but diet Pepsi, I think I've tried most diet sodas. I think diet Pepsi even over Coke Zero has like the closest flavor profile to its original mm. non-diet drink. Mhm. Well, you know, I mean, it, it takes a lot of chemical mixing to get it to work, but uh Yeah. See, that and that's the thing is I don't understand how they can't make it work. Yeah. yeah. All I know is I buy how many how many how many Coke Zero packs do you think I buy a week? I mean I don't even know anymore. Um, I've given up. Dude, I I saw you like just downing Coke Zeros yesterday. Uh, one time you had a two liter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told my son I said just bring me the two liter. I yeah. just give up. I give yeah. up. <laughs> I I, I want to say like a year a year. Hang on, oh, let me man. let me swivel over. Real quick. Uh, yeah, don't look at my little mini fridge over there. Um, um, okay, yeah. so I'm gonna go with. Um, we had three twelve packs yesterday sitting outside the mini fridge, and they're all in the mini fridge now. Yeah, um, That's so sad. I'm I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go with a hundred cases of of Coke Zero oh. you drink a year. So that's what. Um, don't add that math up. That's twelve hundred. 1,200 sodas a year, 1,200 Coke Zeros a year. I, I think that they Not should, counting two liters. Know, I, not that I want somebody just to give me an award, uh, but I think Coca-Cola should give me an award, like a customer award. Like I think you drink the most Coke like, Zero yeah, out of everybody. It, it should be like, thank you for being like our number one customer or something. I, I don't know. I think... I think if you could uh if you could buy if you could buy directly from the factory, they would see like you're up there with like grocery stores. Like. <laughs> they're like they're like, All right, so this month we did we did so much with Walmart, we did so much with uh Kroger and we did so much with Brandon. So Yeah. Yeah, I no, I I seriously think that like if you bought direct from the factory, they would they, during the, the pandemic yeah. when like sodas were running dry, they'd be like I think Brandon has a pretty good stockpile we can distribute to the nation. And, and, <laughs> I, you know, it was funny because my wife, she was telling all of our friends, if you see Coke Zero, buy all of it. And, and oh, I, was I, like, I was like, no, no, stop, stop. I, have, I don't need it. I have three cases that I keep forgetting to bring you. Like, because I, I bought this some is terrible. for you. Yeah. 
That's 15 minutes of your life you're never going to get back, listeners. Yeah. Let's see if we can take it to 20. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Let's see if we can no. get a whole episode where we never talk about <laughs> talk movies. Talk about movies. <laughs> this, is, this is our special edition episode. Go, go on this journey where we with us. See, we want to just see how, like, how, how much our fan base like, really wants to just listen to us talk about nothing, right? This is, this is the filibuster episode. <laughs> Starting 2021 off right. Yeah, with a filibuster. So, um... So, in all seriousness, though, movies, so, um, like, like we've said, movies have changed so much, and, and, I, and I, I will tell you, after doing some upgrades to my, um, to my media room, I'm enjoying my movies a little bit more. Uh, the sound quality uh, has been just on point recently. Uh, the, now, I have watched some bad movies because Hollywood's just not pumping out anything good. But I've went back and I've watched some older movies that uh, I've really enjoyed, and one that I want to talk about, uh, it, you know, if you don't mind, and our listener base I think will will appreciate this too, especially because uh, you know Thomas Cruise has been in the news so much recently, yeah. uh, because Thomas Cruise, Math, Math, Math Hother, the the fourth. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever his name is. Uh, <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> but, you know, for, for whatever anybody thinks about Tom Cruise, uh, I, I think I think that he meets the the perfect action star that has, has just been able to go for the last 30 years, and, and we enjoy watching him in film, right? Yeah. Uh, for, for a particular kind of movie. Now, as far as dramatic actor, I don't think, you know, outside of what, Jerry Maguire back in the mid-'90s, I don't think you're ever going to see Tom Cruise really uh, do anything like that again. But as far as those popcorn-type movies, yeah, we're going to get them. But one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies is um, Edge of Tomorrow, man. And, I think, I think... and we watched it the other night. And, and I enjoyed it just as much as I did the first, like, 15 times that I watched it. Yeah, and I, I think that, like, um, short of, like, the, the uh, Mission Impossible series, like, Edge of Tomorrow might be my favorite Tom Cruise movie. I don't know, like, yeah. Yeah, Mission Impossible Fallout is, like, way up there. But I always forget about Edge of Tomorrow and how much I love it, and um, it's super good. It's, how it's how like, long has it been since you've seen Night and Day with Tom Cruise? Oh, Tom Cruise, Cameron Diaz. Dude, Yeah, it, it's over the pandemic, though, because my kids had never seen it, and over the pandemic, we watched Night and Day. That is such a fun movie. And again, it's, it's never going to win awards or anything like that, but... But Cameron Diaz and Tom Cruise, they play so well off of each other in that movie. Yeah, there, I mean, there's definitely some Tom Cruise movies that I haven't seen. Um, what's the one that, oh, what is it? Um, is it The Last Samurai? Is that the one? I haven't seen The Last Samurai. That is a great movie. I watched that over the pandemic um, again as well. That is that is another one that I really enjoyed. I want to say there's like very few like Tom Cruise movies that I haven't seen. But yeah, uh, Edge of Tomorrow is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is Emily Blunt? Is it Emily Blunt? Yeah, she yeah, yeah, yeah she she's great. You know, and and her character in Edge of Tomorrow, man, so well written. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. It's it's one of the best. It's one of the best um, leading characters in an action movie. I mean, if you really dissect just the strength of this character and and the way that they inter interweave her character and Tom's character for this film, especially when they base it on the, the whole like Groundhog Day premise, but with aliens, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, it yeah. doesn't get any better than that, right? For a popcorn, what I call a popcorn movie. And it, and let me be clear, this isn't Hunt for the Wilder People, right? 
Hunt for the Wilder People is is a is a art. Let me let me take it a step further than that. This is not like a Wes Anderson movie. I I mean I love Wes Anderson movies to be clear, but if I just want to sit down and just enjoy a big budget, you know, explosion type movie, and and this is my big criticism with the Marvel comic universe movie is, and I've said it before. And, and I'll tell you, and this is, okay, Dennis, you and I are going to disagree on this, I feel, but this is my biggest problem with the Marvel comic book universe of movies and everything else. And and I've read in so many of the forums, this is what everybody says, especially when they see a movie that has a storyline, like you saw it with Batman Begins and you saw it with Man of Steel and everything else. Everybody's like, where's all the explosions? Where's all the action? Where's all the whatever? If they focus on a story, everybody wants to see explosions. So what did, what did the Avengers do? The Avengers, they just walk in. Hey, my name's Captain Marvel or Captain America or whoever else. Explosion, 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 explosion. Four hours later, the final explosion, the credits roll, and everybody's like, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. And I'm sitting there going, where's the story? I didn't have a story. But here's what Edge of Tomorrow does. Edge of Tomorrow gives you explosions, but it also gives you a story. And so that's what makes a good popcorn movie in my opinion, is when you have a good story with the explosions and you don't get, you get like, uh, I guess Edge of Tomorrow, you get the fight scenes, but they break them up, okay? So you get the explosions, you get the fight scenes, but even like halfway through, you see his character get the fatigue to where there's one day that the battle's going to take place and he just rides his motorcycle into like the main town yeah. and he goes to a pub he drinks a beer and he just relaxes while the world's getting ready to, you know, end or whatever because he has fatigue. So again, you see the development of his character and the struggle that his character is having. That way later on when you see the helicopter scene where Emily Blunt's character is going to die, you can relate to the emotional distress that he's having. Again, it has a story. Yeah, and 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 then there's like that even the one day that he decides that like he thinks that she's going to keep dying and like they can't go any further because she keeps dying and so he just decides like not to he he decides not to take her with him. Right. And not even to like talk to her about it. He just uses the information. And then he ends up realizing he actually does need her and mm-hmm. and so like then he goes back and he 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 basically is learning like the same way like Bill Murray and and Groundhog Day. He's yeah. learning every day, like except this one's like how to fight aliens and like what he needs to do to save the world. I, exactly, and and again, going back to we use the Groundhog Day reference. That was some of the brilliance in the Groundhog Day movie is that yes, you are seeing some of the scenes that are repetitive scenes over and over again, but you you see the character, the main character learning through the process and that's what makes the power of the movie and and that's what we like about when you read a good book when you when you hear a good story it's learning about the characters that change because we as we go through the like life right we want to change as we're doing this too so so we want to relate to these characters and you're never you know I think the closest that Marvel ever did to that was uh Robert Downey Jr with well and maybe Captain America as well uh where we see them change but you you don't see it in a movie you see it over like 
35 movies or 20 movies. I can't, I can't even remember how many movies they got. Maybe it's 500. It's 23. Okay, yeah. But but that's my point. You don't see you don't see you don't see the writing done in in a way to where you can see that in one film. And so I got to hand it to the the writers of movies like Edge of Tomorrow or Groundhog Day to where they can keep a a movie like the story moving but they did enough with the character development to where it's a good film at the end of it. Yeah, and and that's one one thing that I could say about the the Marvel universe where it's like, you know, um their their stories are so much more like overarching uh, overarching stories that um like personal stories kind of get lost in the mix, even in like standalone movies. But you do always have like the, it, it's weird because like they started that model with like Iron Man, where like Iron Man did have that story within like the story time, uh, the runtime of Iron Man that he changed. And I think after like the Avengers, they kind of like moved away from that, where they were like, we have this plan with like Thanos, and we have to like wrap everything and move it forward to to push toward this one uh, or these two movies, which is Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame, that you kind of lose the, um, unless it's an origin story movie, you kind of lose the uh, personality of the characters in the movie. Even like, I mean, even if you look at something like Avengers Age of Ultron, you kind of see that it's um, it's almost like it's pushing towards like, new it's weird it's weird to think like the first avengers movie is more of a story than like even endgame is but like avengers age of ultron has this special problem where it's like it's one of those like standalone movies it's modeled after those standalone movies where they're like oh well we gotta like almost like guardians of the galaxy it's like well this power stone is like the central theme of all of it. But you know that like that power stone is important only because like they chose that story specifically because they had to include the power stone in guardians of the galaxy. So they could go all the way like to Thanos getting all the infinity stones. Like, because, and and you even see that in like Thanos has the power stone at the beginning of infinity war. And they're like, well, how do you get it? And they're like, well, he just destroyed, uh, like the Nova core or whatever. You don't even get to see that. Like, and, and so it's, it's, it's weird, like shunning of like actual, like, um, you know, storytelling for the overall story, which I mean, it's not a bad formula, but at the same time, you're going to lose a lot in those standalone movies. Um, and I, I'm not a huge reader of comics, but I know that it's sort of like following a comics method to where eventually, you know, people will be intertwining with other people. And I think that after uh, Avengers Endgame, now that they don't have to build up to anything anymore, I mean, they, they'll always be building up to something. But I, I wonder if they're going to learn their lesson and just kind of like focus on smaller stories. And I, and I think they're doing that with like Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision and the Loki story where like the Loki story, I'd be surprised if it has anything to do with anything going forward. Uh, same with WandaVision. It's a very self-contained story. And even uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it's a very self can, it seems like it's a very self-contained story where like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier are both like coming to grips with who they are. And it's supposed to be more about their families 
and and stuff like that. So maybe they are learning their lesson. And well, um and and you can see like we can have crossovers and actually make it a story where like the new Spider-Man which is going to be, you know, bonkers cuz everybody's in it. Mm-hmm. But like the new Doctor Strange where they're going to have crossover characters. Um but it's not going to take over like it's not pushing towards something, I guess. Like like Thor Ragnarok, I don't think you would necessarily. It, it pushed towards a little bit, but it was it, it was more story focused, in my opinion. That like even though Doctor Strange showed up, it was just cool. Like it, it's like a cool comics moment more than like Doctor Strange is there and he's like, oh well, we gotta let me show you the time stone real quick, just so everybody knows it's still here and and that's coming up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and I think that that's where like something like uh, the Mandalorian has shown us that. If there there's some there, there's some stories that the media the medium is is best represented with a television show type thing where they can actually take the time and and tell the story that way and I think that possibly what's happened in the Marvel universe is they are trying to tell this long term interweaved story that may better be told in a uh, television show medium format especially because. The world has evolved past the sitcoms. People don't watch sitcoms anymore. I don't even know if there are sitcoms anymore because I don't really watch TV. I'm 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 a movie guy, uh, and and everybody's always telling me, hey, you got to watch this show on Netflix. You got to watch this show on Hulu, and and I'm I'm so far behind on all this stuff, and I don't have time for it, frankly. So when it comes to a a movie universe, I would really appreciate it if they would focus on telling the story. Like, give me a movie. I don't want a I don't want a four-hour TV show that you're going to tell me in 23 parts. That's my biggest complaint with the Marvel Universe. And and again, once I saw the last movie, I finally was able to appreciate the first Avengers. Because like you know, and I've said it before in the podcast, and I don't want to get into that, but when I saw the first Avengers movie, I did not like it at all. Because I was like, what are they doing? This makes no sense. Give me an Incredible Hulk movie and and stop all this nonsense, you know, if, if that's what you're trying to do. Because it was like they were throwing the characters together, and I didn't understand it. Almost in the way that they just threw all the characters in the the Justice League cut that we've seen so far for no reason, no rhyme or reason. They're just there. They just here's a villain. Uh, let's just throw this guy at him and see what they do. And and, and I, I just really don't appreciate the fact that they're not telling the story correctly. But then again, let's go back to Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. They stayed very focused on what their goal was. And I think that that's what I'm talking about with the writing is what is our goal? Instead of instead of looking down the road at 37 movies, and I know every time I say that, you know, their, their canon of movies for Marvel gets longer and longer. But instead of instead of looking at that, stay focused on giving us a good story here. And I think that that's that's the reason why people don't appreciate um, some of the movies within the the Marvel universe. And I think that that's why if if DC would just focus on the story like they did with Man of Steel, Man of Steel is a fantastic movie. It really is. But then by the time you got to Batman v Superman, they were trying to follow what Marvel was doing instead of just being focused on storytelling. And then we saw the greatness that they were able to do with Shazam. We saw the greatness that they were able to do with Aquaman when they just focused on telling the story. And I hope that we get a cyborg movie at some point. I hope that they go back and they focus on storytelling. But again, 
Go back and look at some of these Tom Cruise movies that just work. Look at, you know, you mentioned the Mission Impossible series earlier. Why does the Mission Impossible series work? If you go back and look at Mission Impossible 1 and 2, they're almost like their own individual movies outside the Mission Impossible movies, if you think about it, because they revamped the formula. Uh, Universal did the same thing with the Fast and the Furious movies. If you go back and you look at the first three Fast and the Furious movies, they're almost like their own movies, even though they are part of the Fast and Furious canon, right? Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say Tokyo Drift is just like it's literal own thing. Like, yeah, but like then they kind of drop it in. I think in the yeah. sixth or seventh one, I can't remember yeah, which. Yeah, like uh, with uh, like Shaw, and then also like in this in fat in the Fast Nine movie that's coming out, like Han is actually back. Mm-hmm. Like somehow he didn't die, but like Fast Five is like. It's it's basically the Avengers, like in in the Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, it's it, like we've got everybody, and and, and like, we've 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 we, it's like we've restarted it, almost like forget what you've seen. Give us a yeah, give us a yeah, second fa- shot. Fast Five is works. like my favorite, like Fast and Furious movie. But um, yeah, yeah, I think so. But like the 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 cool thing about like a series that like, and I'm not gonna say that like you no, know, the Fast and Furious series is like just a. a you know, masterpiece. Well, no, but I'm not like saying the, that. I'm like, just saying it well, works. No, right, it works but, what they did. No, but like what the cool thing about like a movie, a movie series where you have multiple movies that are at least like good enough and like are cool. And they have like, you know, cars and fast cars and explosions and stuff is like eventually, I mean, just like Avengers Endgame, eventually you can just call back every cool moment, like in the whole series and it just like explodes your brain when, um, like in Avengers Endgame, like I, th- I still think Avengers Endgame is a very good movie, but um, I mean it's it's like I said it's no masterpiece, but like um, Avengers Endgame is a cool movie because like the Russo brothers took over who like were very influential in one of my favorite TV series of all time, Community, and Community is very self referential. Uh, from the start, which is insane, but um, but one of the, one of the cool things about the Russo brothers taking over was like they were not only you know big Marvel fans like Marvel Comics fans, but they were also like almost from like Phase Two of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, very involved in the universe, mm-hmm. and so like Avengers Endgame and Avengers Infinity War is just uh, Avengers Endgame specifically is just a cavalcade of callbacks to the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, like the ultimate fan service. Right, right. And um, and that's cool. That I mean, that is cool. Like, I like that a whole lot. But, like, I mean, if I had to choose between, like, watching Avengers Endgame and watching, like, even, like, Mission Impossible, like, I think I'd choose Mission Impossible series over, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe at this point. Yeah, right. because there, there's a lot of movies in the Marvel um, universe there that, <clears throat> honestly, I've never went back and rewatched after the first time. Now, there's a few of them, like Captain America. I've watched Captain America probably three or four times, I, you know. Uh, but Doctor Strange, I've only I've only seen Doctor Strange once. Yeah, I think I think I've seen it a few times. Um, I, now, Guardians of the Galaxy. I've watched both of the Guardians. I don't even know how many times. They're they're probably my favorites. Well, I was going to say, I, I don't think that, like, um, I think when people are like, oh, Avengers Endgame is, like, my favorite Marvel movie. Like, I think they're just going off of, like, uh, I don't I don't remember what it's called, where it's, like, the last thing you've seen mm-hmm. from, from, like, a franchise is, like, your favorite thing. 
And uh, and I, I I may have that kind of bias with like Mission Impossible, where yeah, like, I, I yeah, but I truly believe that each one it, like gets better. Like I I truly believe that. But like um, I See, think I think it, yeah, like it, Guardians it, of the Galaxy might be like peak Marvel. <laughs> yeah. So so I, you know you know and I just looked back to just double check at, at the collection uh, that I have, and I, I'll have to say so my two favorite out of the entire thing. It, so my two favorite, first is Volume Two of Guardians of the Galaxy, and then my second is Black Panther. Those are my two Black favorite. Black Panther is great. Yeah, I mean, but but in the entire in the entire series that as it exists today, those are my two favorite. Yeah, like no, hands that's a down. Solid choice. Solid choice. Um, yeah, and I'm looking back at them, trying to make sure. And, and I, think I think that that my third one would be um, uh, the last Thor. Yeah, that's, the that's third a good Thor. one. I, 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 I mean, but but that's I, so that would be my top three. I think I don't. I'd have to work really hard to come up with a top three. But though, I mean, a top five, those would all definitely be included. I'm gonna I'm gonna go off the beaten path a little bit, and I think this movie, at least in like, I, I follow a lot of people that are like constitute like film Twitter, uh, so to speak. But um, this this movie has been recently receiving a lot more love and appreciation but i remember liking it from the start and and i was a little bit like anytime i'd bring it up people would um and i think people know which movie i'm talking about if you're a marvel fan but um i think my favorite uh marvel movie of all time is iron man 3 i think it's i think it's a good story it's a christmas movie it is and um and shane black writing an iron man movie I mean, it's it's almost like you you get like these these cool like Shane Black type stuff, which he's for the most part like most Shane Black movies I've seen are like set around Christmas, and um, I don't know, it's just such a good movie. It's it's like um, I remember that line in Spider Man Homecoming where um, he says, oh, "What is he? Uh, Spider Man is ha- uh, Peter Parker's having a conversation with." Uh, with Tony Stark after the Staten Island ferry uh, gets like cut in half, and um, and he's having that conversation with him, and he says, um, "I'm nothing without this suit," and he says, "If you're nothing without the suit, you shouldn't have it." Like I think that specific line motivation came from Iron Man three mm-hmm. because he literally does not have the suit. He is not Iron Man, quote unquote, for three quarters of the movie Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) like and also it's like you can see how like the the ptsd from avengers like really affected him and um now he has this like his his whole life is destroyed like his house is destroyed um he's out in the middle of nowhere like he has no way of getting back and like he's having this PTSD, like trying to figure out what's going on with the Mandarin, which I know like the Mandarin is kind of a sore spot for people on in that movie. But for the most part, I think it's I think it might be like one of the best stories and the most like grounded stories in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought the Mandarin was in part two. No, that was um, that was uh, Whiplash. Okay. Uh, that was uh, who played Whiplash? Uh, Mickey Rourke. Yeah, 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 yeah Mickey yeah. Rourke. That was kind of bad, but <laughs> but 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 no, I mean you 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 bring up some valid points. And, and Iron Man, I remember the uh, the very first Iron Man, um, 
I, I, again, I liked it. I liked yeah. where I liked where they were going. Like so, that was the thing. In the beginning, I really liked where they were going, but then it was when they decided that oh, we've got to bring all this together. That's when I was like, man, no. Well, and that's let and that's, the movies stand on their own. See, and that's the thing. That is the thing about the Iron Man movies that I think is so unique. Well, actually, the Guardians of the Galaxy have this too. They are self-contained stories. Right, right. They like Iron Man one, two, and three. Well, save for like the fact that like Tony's PTSD is tied to Avengers, they are pretty much self-contained stories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, same with Guardians of the Galaxy one and two; they are self-contained stories. They don't even meet anybody from the universe until Infinity War. Mm-hmm. But like Iron Man two, I want to bring up Iron Man two specifically because I think that's another Marvel movie that gets a lot of hate. I do like it. Mickey Rourke was kind of bad, but. Um, I think one of the best characters that was introduced in that movie and they never brought him back. And I think they should. And I almost think they will is, uh, Justin hammer. Who's played by a really good actor, Sam Rockwell. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think if you haven't watched Iron Man two in a long time, you should because <laughs> just for Sam Rockwell, he's Sam great. Rockwell. He's great. He is. So, <laughs> so I good. love the fact that you brought Sam Rockwell up. I, I brought him up. I, I brought him up with intent. Like I knew yeah. that you would. I, you you knew what you you were. You just when I thought that I was getting out, you're pulling me back in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, Sam Rockwell, man. Oh, he is one of my favorite actors. Like yeah. So so. So it would it, right now if I were to say like my top two favorite, or let me let me I'm gonna say top three because it's just hard for me just to pick two right. My top favorite actor is Denzel Washington. I mean anybody that knows me knows that it's always gonna be Denzel for me. He's number one, always will be number one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It just you're, you're not gonna get any better than Denzel. I'm sorry. Number two is Sam Rockwell, though, man. Number two is Sam Rockwell. I love him. And right now, right now, number three is like, it's like a tie at number three, man, with John Michael Washington, man. I, I just, I love him on screen. I love him on screen. Um, but it's a tie right now uh, between uh, him and um, Johnny Depp. And and I'm talking about Johnny Depp in the sense of his, his ability to become characters that are unrecognizable. Yeah, um, is what I it, it, it. And I know he hasn't been in anything in a while. So I mean, if I were to say like more recent movies, I would have to um, I would have to probably replace Johnny Depp with um, who is I, 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 man, and why is his name slipping me now? Um, because. What's he, Huh? What's he in? Uh, dark, darkest hour. Um, he played Commissioner Gordon. Are you talking about uh, 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 Gary Oldman? Yeah, I was, yeah. I was like, I can for help a you out on this one. And yeah, then, like, yeah. And then you just, my mind yeah. Too. But, 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 as far as that, he's still in. Uh, you know, a lot of movies. Gary Oldman would be the the other one because, to me, the two of them they would be tied because they both equally kind of slip into their roles to where you just don't yeah. even know who they are anymore, well, even right? Like, uh, even I mean, if you want to take Gary Oldman all the way back to like The Professional. Like, mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. so good in that movie. Yeah. Like, well, well, a lot of people. I remember back in '92, a lot of people did not even know that that was him playing Count Dracula. Oh, really? Yeah. A lot of people didn't realize that. He kind of looks like I always think of when he's playing Count Dracula. He always he always looks like uh, Ian McDermott to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, uh, but yeah. So Sam Rockwell. So 
there there is a Sam Rockwell movie uh, before we start talking about him that if you don't know it, it's called The Way Back. Oh, okay. The, or The Way Way Back. I'm sorry. Yeah. Have you seen that yet? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. That is. Isn't yeah. that a great movie? I love, I love that. That that is such a great movie. Anyway, look it up if you haven't seen it. Um, but uh, anyway, but Sam Rockwell is another one of those actors that he is just he's so much fun to watch on screen because he is and you you know here's what I don't understand is he's really not considered a leading man is he he's more of like a supporting character in most of his movies I would say yeah I mean like um, I mean I will even look at like Iron Man 2 or like um, I mean uh, Jojo Rabbit. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a bunch of like Sam Rockwell movies that I've seen recently, uh, except for Moon. Moon. Is, yeah, he he takes. But the like, lead. also, he is a supporting character in Moon too. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. So so yeah, I, I know you brought Sam Rockwell up because of Moon. Yeah. <laughs> so so because yeah, we just watched it what like yesterday or the day before something like that. So yeah, so we've been saving Moon for forever, and it, you know, what, what year did Moon come out? I, I, I was it like. Uh, was it like 2013 or 2014 or something? So, like that? Something like that. And, up, and I had been waiting to see Moon for... Oh, no, it's 2009. To, yeah, I had been waiting to see Moon um, for years, evidently. I didn't realize I had been waiting that many years, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> way back. The way, way back. There you go. There's there's segues. Woo. Yay. Anyway, so uh, the first thing I'll say is um, we watched it on the Ultra HD... Uh, disc with the Atmos mix and that soundtrack for a movie that I was not expecting to have a powerful Atmos soundtrack was that not just just crazy? Yeah, it was it was great. The it sound I, good. I mean, it looked amazing. Like yeah, the overheads. The, there was there was a lot of overhead play that I was not expecting. Yeah. Um, but the sound. I mean, so if you're if you're gonna view this film, I would recommend uh picking up a copy of the uh. Ultra HD uh, disc in order to do that because the sound and the picture quality are just I, w- I would say five out of five stars for both uh, personally but the the movie itself is you have one character and a robot carrying the <laughs> the entire movie right and he plays uh, uh, himself and uh, if you haven't seen it by now um, you know we don't want to give we, 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 it's got to be spoilers, right? It's been it's been enough years for spoilers. What do you say? Yeah, I was gonna say like if you if you haven't seen the movie though, it's good enough to where like um, the spoilers uh, won't what, hurt. What time it? are we? What time are we on? Like uh, forty five minutes. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're we're pretty close to wrapping it up. So I I mean, I'd basically say like Moon. If you haven't seen Moon, goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. um, go I, watch I, Moon and then come back. Yeah. Yeah. Like I. I mean, this I, is your I, fair warning. Yeah. I mean, we're we're probably gonna wrap up the podcast after talking about Moon, but um, but I I think it's even though it's you know almost an eleven year old movie, um, almost twelve year old movie. I, I I think that like a spoiler. A, a warning should probably be in effect because it's one of those movies. It's like, I don't know. I would hate like if somebody spoiled, like, even though it's like been so long, I would hate that if somebody spoiled, like even like empire strikes back. Cause I think it's just like a quintessential spoiler that like, it's one of those ones where like, I've seen videos of people that didn't know the spoiler in, uh, empire strikes back. And then just like their reaction to it is crazy. So like, <laughs> I, I think that um, I think that Moon is another one of those movies that, like, even though it's a little bit older, 
Uh, I don't want to spoil it for you. So if you haven't seen Moon, uh, go watch it and come back, and um, you know we'll see you next week. But um, for those that have seen Moon, you can go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. So so those that have hit the pause button, you are at probably at the forty-seven mark. So when you come back. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Yeah. Go buy some Diet Coke if that's what you drink or Coke Zero if that's what I drink and, and, and come back and join us for this, this the rest of this review. Okay, yeah. so Moon. Moon, Dennis, tell us tell us your thoughts. Oh, Moon is so good. Um, that Well, and that's one thing is like, I don't know if you knew what Moon was. I knew the spoiler of Moon. Like, I, I was spoiled for Moon. I did not know the spoiler Moon, but I assumed the spoiler Moon. Yeah, and it's one of those ones that, like, eh, you, you really, like, you kind of can tell it. But, like, it, it's cool to, like, experience it for the first time. But, uh, so Moon, Moon is pretty cool. Like, it kind of looks like this regular, like, story about this guy that works on a moon base. And you know there has to be, like, some big twist be, because it seems like, super almost like not boring but it seems like nothing's gonna happen and then um you see like sam rockwell's character working on the moon and um like they're harvesting helium three or something like that i forget and he he sends it back to earth and he's on this three-year contract and his contract is coming up pretty soon and um all of a sudden like when it gets like two weeks out from like his uh his contract being up he starts getting like pretty sick And, um, almost like he's like falling apart, which spoiler alert, he is. Um, and so he goes out, um, one day and, uh, he, he like, he starts having the visions of this woman. I don't know. Do they ever explain who the woman is that he's having a vision of? Cause it's not, it it is his wife. It it is his wife. Oh, is it? Cause she has like black hair. Yeah. But it is his wife because it is his daughter. I mean, when she's talking to him and it's the baby and it's his daughter, I mean, they make it pretty, pretty plain that 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 is his daughter. Well, yeah, no, like uh, when he's talking to her at the end and she's grown up, but like that woman that he has the visions of, I didn't think that was as like anybody related to him. I I could be wrong. Like I I could have misinterpreted what was going on. Well, yeah, and I could be wrong too, but I, I interpreted that to be his wife. Okay. So either way, he has, he has visions of this woman. It could be his wife. Uh, we'll just put it at that. Watch the movie and uh, and make your own determination. <laughs> um, so he has visions of this woman, and one time when he's out like checking on a harvester, he like has a vision of this woman, and he like crashes into um, uh, the harvester and like is basically dying. And then he wakes up in um, this uh, like infirmary area, and he looks like way better and is like almost like brand new and he looks younger and like you start to realize that like he this this guy is not the original sam rockwell it's it's like he's a clone and so like he he quickly like makes work of the fact that like he's a clone and he goes out and he rescues uh the original well we say the original it's not even the the Sam Rockwell that we see that died, uh, quote unquote, actually um, he saves him, and he's actually a clone. Like the original Sam Rockwell is like on Earth, like I mean living his life or whatever. And so like 
you find out that this corporation, for whatever reason, just made a bunch of clones of Sam Rockwell's character. And, um, like, each time one dies, they implant the memories of the old Sam Rockwell into the new Sam Rockwell. And they just, like, burn to a crisp, like, to ashes the old one. And un- who's under the guise that they're going back to Earth? Like, they think they're going back to Earth. So they put them to sleep. They, like, burn them up. And then the new Sam Rockwell wakes up none the wiser and thinks he's just, like, continuing on, you know, the, the three-year contract. So, like, when the... I, I don't think two clones have ever, ever interacted before, like, this story. And so, like, they start, like, trying to figure out what's going on. And eventually they do... And, uh, it's so cool. Like it's, I I think the movie is super cool. And like, although like Kevin Spacey is like a bit of a weirdo these days. Um, I mean, after all the, you know, sexual assault allegations and stuff like that. Um, like, I I mean, I think it's, it's hard because he is like a really good actor (laughs) and he plays, um, the computer Gertie in this movie. And, um, but he has like that. I mean, it's, it's weird because like he's a perfect fit, especially now <laughs> thinking back, you know, this was made in 2009. So before all that stuff came out, but like Kevin Spacey kind of has this like weird, like how 3000 type voice that like it's soothing, but sometimes like somewhat creepy at the same time. And so like him being Gertie is like you, I thought that Gertie was going to be behind it all. I thought he was going to be like a bad guy, but it turns out like Gertie just wants to help like and and it's cool because like uh he tells him at the end before um oh, what is he he says like he, I think he tells him like you know if you reset my uh if you re- reboot me and reset my cash like I won't be able to show them like what I've already seen and um I think Sam's character t- asks him he's like why like why would you do that and um, Gertie says, like, my job is to keep you safe or something. Like, I forget exactly how it works. But, like, basically, like, Gertie just wants to keep him safe, and that's, like, his directive. And so, like, this is involved in keeping Sam safe. Because if they come, like, the ship's coming to, like, check on him, and if they find two clones, then I think they're, like, going to kill him or something. Yeah, yeah. And so what and essentially what happens is he helps him get back to Earth, and then you know, it ends with uh, kind of planting into your mind that people think that the clones are crazy or, or something. And, you know, it, it's almost like, does he write a book? Does he does he go on national TV telling everybody what the you know they're doing? You know, you don't really know. But the, the big thing is here is the acting is so great. Yeah. I mean, it is so great. And the fact that Sam Rockwell carries this movie and it, it's, it's literally, uh, you can't take your eyes off the screen. I mean, it's it's a moving story. You're you're wanting to know what's going to happen, and and th- these are I'm talking about even the scenes where he's interacting with himself, right? Uh, it's just it's it's such a uh, such a great picture, and the and the dialogue uh, about humanity, to where like where he's trying to like the clone is trying to uh, find a way to communicate with his daughter. And then when the reality sets in, when he hears, you know, the real Sam communicating with the daughter in the background, 
And the reality is, is that he has all of these emotions because of what's been implanted in his memories, right? The clone has all of these emotions, all of these feelings, all of these things built, built up. And so you have that classic battle of, of the morality of, you know, having a clone and having the implantation of memories that belong to somebody else into this clone and, and what that does to this person who's been created now, right? So there's a lot going on in the story. Yeah, and um, man, it's it's such a good movie. Um, I definitely like. Hopefully, you didn't listen to it. You know, hopefully you paused it and went and watched it if you haven't seen it. But if you haven't seen it and you're still listening and you don't care about spoilers, go and watch it and uh, like actually buy the movie and and watch it on your TV so you can get premium sound quality from the from the disc. <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, so the, in the next episode, the next episode may not be as long because we're, we're going to try to do a movie review, uh, of a, of a fun movie, uh, just a fun movie, nothing, nothing special there. And, um, uh, you know, with that, I think we should wrap up this episode. Uh, what do you think, Dennis? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, if you're, if you're all good and you don't have anything else to say, um, I think we'll wrap it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, like us on Facebook. We're going to try to post more updates there and just keep following us on your favorite uh, podcast uh, streaming service or, or podcast hosting service. And uh, we're going to try to keep posting every week uh, throughout 2021. That might be the goal is to post every, almost every week or, or every week in 2021. That'd be super cool. And so, um, and we have more cool fun things uh, like I said on uh, I posted on Facebook we're looking at possibly doing a Patreon uh, where you can get like exclusive stuff uh, for uh, supporting us each month uh, including like ad free episodes uh, stuff like that and we are working even even if you can't or, or, or don't want to support us on Patreon and just want to listen to the episodes with ads uh, we are working. I've heard some complaints about the ads, uh, specifically volume of the ads compared to volume of the episodes. We are trying to fix that. Um, I'm trying to find like what works best as far as like um, ads, you know, volume, uh, how many ads are in the episode, where they're placed. Um, we're going to try to make that more intentional so it's not it, and less random. Um, so if as we're moving more towards that, if you have any feedback on the, those kind of things, please let us know. We're, we're looking to change and, and evolve to make like this the best end user experience, uh, for lack of a better term. Um, so you can listen to what you want to listen to and have fun and not be like bombarded um, with like different things that make it a less, you know, fun and interesting uh, user experience. Um, with that being said, thanks again for listening to, uh, extreme close up. Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next week.